From the minds of mortal men, the mightiest of machines. Welcome. This is Nutaku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers. At least we try not to be. We're fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast or email us questions at Nutaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Pod, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And please subscribe and share. I am Jim. I'm Frank. And I'm going to have to be honest with you people, listeners out there. Honesty is important. Yes, it is. I would never lie to you or deceive you. Never. I'm actually an alien. No, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> I'm actually, when you listen to this, I'm on a beach. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not on a beach. Um, I'm probably I'm sitting on a beautiful inside. beach on the New Jersey shore with my family. I've talked about my family. Your family? Yes, my family. They, we will all be drinking Colonel Lights and digging our feet in the sand. So we've recorded this a little ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we figured it'd be fun since we want to be topical and keep our podcast at the cutting edge of news and what's going on in the anime and manga world that we're going to talk a little bit about our background and our history with anime, manga, and how we got into it, how we found out about it, and just a little background information about us. Yeah, why not? Because I'm sure that you are super interested in hearing about us and our kind of, uh, you know, the road to where we got to doing basically a podcast of this. We're on a road to nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, like, where do these guys, you guys asking yourselves, where do these fucking guys get off starting a podcast? What do they think? They know everything? They know everything about anime? No, we don't. And that's the reason why we're doing it. We are the voice of you guys. The guys and gals out there, non-gender specific mm-hmm. people that love anime, but maybe don't, aren't experts in it. Yeah, that's uh, I love anime and I know jack shit. So yeah. you know, you're we're all the same here. Yeah. So let's start off. I'll start off a little bit because I have a longer history with anime and manga. You've been around a little bit longer than a little me. bit longer without confessing <laughs> how long. Let's just say that I started with this. Japanese culture and general mm-hmm. exposure to it in the 70s. I'm not going to say when. Yeah. All right. You can do the math. Yeah. Earliest stuff that I got into was like superheroes and robots and kaiju and stuff like that. So it's all the tokusatsu stuff. Now, how did you get into it, though? I, I, I don't know. Well, one reason was I grew up with a kid when we were really young. His mm-hmm. Japanese, I had a Japanese friend named Hiro. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his dad would come home from Japan and he had the coolest toys. Of course, Coolest right. ever. Uh, you know, I always wonder what ever happened to Hero. But uh, we moved after my parents split. We moved out to Northeast Philly. Mm-hmm. They were in Roxboro. Ah. In two different neighborhoods of Philadelphia. So I think my first exposure was probably the tokusatsu stuff. So uh, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Sacco and his flying robot, which is called Giant Robo. That's the real name. Okay. It's basically a kid with, and they, they were always starring kids. So it was kind of seemed like it was like, you know, for kids, it was perfect for right. me. You're able like, to identify with yeah. that character. Yeah. Johnny Sacco had a wrist wristwatch and he would call his robot and the robot would show up and just beat the shit out of stuff. Damn. I wish I had a robot that just showed well, up. Same beat the shit out of people. Another, <laughs> another similar one was Space Giants, which was called Ambassador Magma in Japan. It was a uh, Goldar was, he was a giant robot with hair. Okay. And antenna. 
and he returned into a rocket and he fought monsters. Wait, the show was called Space Giants? It was called Space Giants. That's what it was called in the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, really great name. <laughs> Space At least Giants. you know what you're getting out of yeah, that. Yeah, there, were, there, was, there was a wizard and he lived in a volcano and there was a family of robots. There was the dad who was Goldar. Mm-hmm. The mom was Silvar. Okay, it was Silvar. She turned into like imagine. a plane, I believe. Oh. And the kid was Gem. I think his name was Gem. They pronounced it Gem. It was mm-hmm. definitely spelled Gem, I think. Right. And they were friends with a kid in the town. They fought this villain. I think his name was Rodak. Shit, I forget his name. Yeah, so. Zordak? Zordak. Yeah, I didn't write any of this stuff down. I no, just wrote yeah. down references. I'm this trying to get this. This is all kind of, yeah, just yeah. from the, the top of our head. This yeah. is a very frank conversation with Frank. And frank Frank with Frank. <laughs> with Frank, yeah. There was this show called Spectre Man, which was obviously a ripoff of Ultraman, which was like a mm-hmm. huge influence on me. I loved Ultraman until I was in college when I first got like access to regular internet in college. The, one of the first things I did was go on this like weird angel fire Ultraman site course, and look at yeah, all the different, right. oh, and I'm like, Oh my oh, God, my there's God. like 20 Ultraman. I didn't know any of this stuff. So when you first started out then and yeah. you got into, uh, what was it as, uh, easily accessible no. for you? Okay. So Absolutely was this not. like you had to go and you had to find a guy? Now these like, shows, these shows were all on television. Oh, so they were they actually, were like, you could watch them. Oh, okay. there, there was no VHS trading back in the 70s. Right. Like, there was nothing like that. Not even until the 90s did people start trading stuff. So you just kind of hopped on to these through just television. Yeah, I just the fell in love. Yeah. You know, I saw these. They were different. Everything about it was different and cool and different than anything else that was on in the United States. Uh, you know, I st- first started watching anime. I didn't even know they were anime. Right. But looking back, there was Speed Racer. Yeah. You know, uh, Marine Boy, which is one a lot of people don't know about. It was a kid that would eat gum and he could swim underwater. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He was like, a you know, he fought villains Marine and stuff. Boy. Marine Boy. Yeah. I love that the names were just like what the show was about. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was Marine Boy, you know? And there was yeah. Battle Battle of the Planets, which is Gachamon, mm-hmm. which was pretty wild. Yeah, they were all really crazy show. It's crazy, crazy fucking shows. Now, do you say, so from like when you first started out to now, would you say that things have changed i'm guessing for the better or is there things that you think that back then you know kind of like an old timer like back in my day were like better then than they are now i think the shows were a lot weirder mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s so you took more kind of like chances on things you yeah think? they were definitely more abstract uh even as a kid like watching it and being like this well, what the hell's, what the hell's, going, hell's on? going on like yeah. the villain in battle of the planets or gachaman uh was a guy that kind of looked like a bat with big ears. Okay. But he definitely had lipstick on. Mm. And looking into it, like recently I was just looking at Gotcha because it showed up on VRV that the United States edited a lot of these shows because there was trans characters. Really? Yes. Which I didn't realize. That's interesting. Okay. I just found this out now. It was too, you can't show that in the United States. Our moral codes. Over right. Here. Yeah. Oh, you might imagine what it was like in the seventies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forget about now. Now they're bitching and complaining about this stuff. Like, a bunch of cavemen and right. in the 70s it was like no no heavens no yeah right He's you, kind of, you kind of sound like nixon it was very 70s of you <laughs> but oh. the, the first anime that made me realize that like i was watching something special was probably star blazers star blazers what star is- blazers uh, was a show it was originally called space battleship yamato um very japanese centric show mm-hmm. the planet's being bombed by aliens called gamelons uh and they receive a message from a planet called Iskandar. Our planet's going to die in a year because of radiation. We all live underground. 
they resurrect this battleship that was a fucking failure in World War II, the Yamato. It got sunk immediately. It's one of the biggest battleships ever created. So they resurrect it. They're secretly building a spaceship out of it, and they have to fly and save the Earth. They have to get there in a year. They have 365 days. And every episode as it ends, they're like, the Star Force, which was the team, mm-hmm. only has 238 oh, days each left. episode counted every- a day. Well, no, it didn't do that. Oh. It, it kind of skipped ahead. I mean, that would be a lot of episodes, 365 episodes. Uh. Would be long. But they had to go, and they had to go, and they had to get this stuff and then come back or else everyone was going to die. Hmm. It was the first show that I watched animated that had your actions had implications and repercussions and there was death. Wow. Which okay. was not a thing in, you know, it was still Scooby-Doo and right. You know, cartoons were for kid kids. Friendly. They were for yes. kids. I mean, not that Star Blazers wasn't for kids, but Japan grew up in a weird, a different time than we did. They experienced a nuclear war and they lost a war and a lot of people died in it. And the United States didn't. So we can candy coat everything because everything's glorious in the United States. Japan was a lot darker, even their kid shows. Wow. Yeah. So that was the first show then that you would say that you had kind of like, I, w- I don't want to say obsessed, but would you say that you were like, so into it that it like you were like yes i need to watch this and you yes. watch the episodes you were trying to consume as much as possible besides ultraman okay like so ultraman i was really young though mm-hmm. and then star blazers is the first show that i can genuinely say that every day at when school was done i ran home to it, watch it. it was something you look for i to. had to run home right, and watch yeah. it. like that was i sat in front of the tv if i missed an episode i throw a fit like it was just i had to watch it it was your life for yes. a period of time yeah another show that um you know, Voltron. You've heard of Voltron. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Voltron, it was big, big in the United States. Mm-hmm. There was a show on our local affiliate that came on before that. It was called Transor Z. Okay. It was based on Mazinger Z. Do you know who Mazinger Z is? No. Go Nagai created it. Go Nagai is this famous artist. Uh, he did Devilman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he created uh, Mazinger Z. Giant robot, fired its fists off, uh, had all kinds of... I think it's the first one where... The pilot screams the moves out, oh, cool. which is like a trope yeah. in giant robots. Right, yeah, and it came on right before Voltron. Now all the other kids were crazy about Voltron. I fucking love Transor Z. Why? It was weird. Yeah, like there was uh, there was a robot that was his partner, and her name was Sayaka in the Japanese version. It's mm-hmm. Jessica in the English version. Like for a prepubescent thing, there was something. The robot shot its boobs off. It was rockets. Wow. Okay. Like for a kid, that was like, Ooh, yeah, you're like, Ooh, oh, boobies, yeah. boobies. <laughs> and plus, all the villains were strange. There was mm. a character called Devlin, who was Baron Ashera in Japanese version, who was a, a legitimate hermaphrodite. I don't know if that term's still used, yeah. but it was split down the middle, half man on one side, half woman on the other side. There was a Nazi villain with a floating head. What? Wow. This show was crazy as shit. Yeah. Gona Guy was nuts. He still is nuts. So when you were growing up then and you were watching these shows, uh, you had kind of already mentioned, but would like this was a thing with like other kids too? Like where it was... Like, I think most kids were into... Like, you know, pick and choose what you like. Sure, I think yeah. most kids were into Voltron because Voltron had toy accessibility and was mm-hmm. marketed. You could buy the lions and you could create the lion bot and everything like that. Okay. But... Um, Mazinger Z, um, there was an old toy line called the Shogun Warriors where they took Japanese toys and they just slapped new names on them. I've seen them. We get them yeah. in from time to time at work. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Well, if you get another one, and let me know. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I had like six of them. Mm-hmm. And they had a Godzilla one. Yeah. 
and they had a Mezinger Z1, his, and uh, he fired his fists off, and he had rocket fingers, and the whole thing. Well, he was great Mezinger. It wasn't. It was the second incarnation of Mezinger Z. But like, I had those toys. So when I saw, finally saw the cartoon. Mind you, I had the toys in the seventies when so it came out, toys or whatever. Nineteen eighty or whatever. You saw then the I saw the cartoon. I was like, yeah. put it together. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. This really exists. This is a thing. And they're, they're, all those toys are all based on giant robot uh, anime mm-hmm. and manga. So, yeah. I, I was the kid that liked Transformers A. I tried to get other people in it. What are you going to do? And then, yeah, they were all like, no, no I like lame. Voltron's cooler. Voltron is the best. Yeah. Wow. So that's my early exposure to yeah. it. And we didn't even get the Robotech yet. No. So, yeah. You want me to talk about mine? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So my early, I think, is uh, is pretty standard for a kid growing up in the 90s so we're talking about the pokemon era right and uh i had gotten exposed to it because nintendo did this thing and i actually just recently looked this up because we were talking about you know we were going to do this episode and nintendo sent out this vhs tape and nobody really knows where they got the mailing list or anything and it was this vhs tape and it was called um it was like uh, what's up Pokemon or something. Okay. And it was this VHS tape that they mysteriously just sent out. I remember getting it and then putting it in the VHS uh, player and just being mesmerized by it. Right. And it was, you know, Pokemon in itself was basically just designed like a lot of these shows, you know, to, to sell things to kids. And this, um, tape in particular was like hey we got the anime coming out and we got the video game and the cards and you can just live the pokemon master life and that sold me and that's i was great marketing yeah i was a pokemon master I, I like watched that tape until it was like done i don't even know what happened to it um but i kind of want it now i was into the cards i watched the anime every single day um video games it kind of like shaped my interest in probably geeky things for the rest of my life. Right. Um, and then it got me into things like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh was like the next. Yu-Gi-Oh was like the darker Pokemon. So Pokemon was like for kids then. I was like, I'm into the dark stuff. Because, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, they like send you to the Shadow Realm, which in Japan is hell. And like, it's like yeah. a lot darker. Right. So that was me being like edgy and cool and being like, I'm into Yu-Gi-Oh now. Because I was still in the card games. Um and then through that, I started subscribing to Shonen Jump, which was this, you know, brick of a magazine that they no longer, they don't do physically anymore. They do do digitally. It's all digital, yeah. But they used to, I have no idea how they made money off of it. Because, I don't know either. Yeah. I used to get it too. Right, yeah. yeah. And it was, it would be, I don't even know, what, 250 pages or something? It was, it was huge. huge. And it would cost like nothing. And they would send it through the mail. So like, they must have been making like like pennies through this thing i don't know I, I i assume that it was just like a big marketing ploy yeah Get people just eyes on the product we're gonna lose some money at and the initial one maybe we'll make money down the and road. then they'll go yeah because they would always push the that's when they started uh, viz started pushing more of having the uh you could buy the individual i guess trades the the volumes yeah for the stuff so sometimes they would be like hey check out this series and they would get you along for a couple chapters and then they'd be like psych that one's gone now and you'd be like oh, oh no. shit what do i do yeah i, I gotta bug go my mom. mom yes um so that was kind of like my early introduction i kind of got you know swept up in the pokemon craze that being said there was a handful of other weird ones because i didn't have like cable growing up mm-hmm. so i didn't have the exposure of adult swim until like early like later on in my life um i only watched dragon ball z like sporadically at friends houses right so i was like it was like four kids 
which was the WB like kids program and then Fox kids. So they would show sometimes uh, it in hindsight, kind of like oddly placed things like there would be sailor moon sailor moon yeah yeah sailor moon was like a big one hamtoro was another one um they had a monster rancher show i remember monster Rancher. right so just like thinking back on it a lot of the stuff that i did watch was almost all stuff that was just designed to sell things sell things to kids um, uh man had a show on fox um which was they called it something else. It was called like uh, Grand Wrestling something. I probably watched it then yeah. because I was like, and it was voiced over like with would, American like, yes. voices and okay. everything. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, there was they had these periods, and then Saturday mornings from like seven to eleven, I think. So yeah. those blocks, I pretty much just watched in its entirety. So whatever was on is what I kind of watched. Um, but yeah, that kind of set me up for well, I mean, where I'm at right now. But it was mainly Pokemon was kind of my my gateway, right? And then I just consumed. Oh, Shaman King was another one. I remember Shaman King. They did a lot of Shonen stuff, which yeah. makes sense for yeah. you know boys. Um, Shaman King was probably in line with Yu-Gi-Oh in terms of like it was a little darker than the stuff I had watched before. Um, Toys, toys, cards, toys. Toys, yeah, yeah. exactly. Video yeah. game. I really got into cards and video games because yeah. of that. So thanks, Pokemon. Yeah, the next big show for me was like in the mid '80s was Robotech. Robotech was a huge deal, um, huge episodic continuing storyline. They took three different shows, just jammed them together, made it one big eighty some story mm-hmm. long story. It's also my first ever anime crush. Oh, okay, Lisa Hayes. All right, I still go back and watch Macross. She was like the lieutenant in Macross. Her name is Risa Hayase. She was the, the boss. boss. She was the boss, but she was like heartbroken. Uh, and it was like, I just wanted to save her. I just wanted to save her. <laughs> but then you get it. into like the late 80s, you get, uh, you know, Akira's at the video store now mm-hmm. at, at Blockbuster Video. So you get that. I got, I watched, I bought the VHS. I watched it over and over again. Then I saw Devil Man, mm-hmm. the OVAs of Devil Man, which was, you know, I can't believe they sold that shit at. They're like rented it at Blockbuster, like with no warning. It was just right. in the cartoon section. Yeah, that was they my, were just cartoons. That was my favorite thing. Was like for the longest time, it was all just cartoons, and I didn't know the difference until I got uh, way older. Right. Um, that it was just hey, these are cartoons, and I didn't know the difference between the two. Right. It's like th- these are definitely for not for children. <laughs> Ninja Scroll was another right. one. So violent, so crazy. But they they're like, hey, it's a cartoon. It's for kids, right? That's like the American the way we had interpreted yeah. it back then. And th- then I watched the real quick. No, go ahead. If any listeners know what this is, you can only find it, I think, now on Pornhub. Okay, well. Uratsoku Doji, The Legend of the Overfiend. Yeah. It was my first exposure to tentacle porn. <laughs> we didn't know what we were getting into. Right. It was supposed to be controversial and violent and all this stuff. So that was like my first exposure to hentai. And we were watching it and just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So you just got into it thinking it was going to be this gruesome thing. This gruesome, like, cool. violent thing. And then like, like the first big scene is this girl getting raped. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, was this soul? Like, did you purchase this? Oh, or this was, was this... definitely, this was like my buddy got it oh, from okay. his like a friend. friend. It was like past the VHS down. down the line oh. type of thing. Like it was, I ended up with it. Like he didn't want it anymore. So I ended up in my collection. I ended yeah. up getting rid of it eventually. But oh, that's awesome. Like it was just like, what? like I would, 
we would like as teenagers come on over, drink some beers, yeah. and I'd be like, yo, check this out. Yeah. And we would sit there and just like, what the fuck is going on? I think like you're like brushing up to that sort of thing is almost impossible. Like I don't think there's any pure anime fans because especially like for me, it was the early days of the internet and I would search for stuff like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh and Shaman King. Right. And because there wasn't, it's the internet was way different than it is today. There's only like a handful of things. So, you, oh, I got to get everything. Right. Eventually you get to a link and it's not, they're like, like, oh, it's a video. This is making my pee pee hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like this really crudely animated thing with like the characters in it. And I'm like, oh, Weird wow, this sound is effects. not yet. <laughs> It'll be like, they'll, they'll have taken it from like a Japanese porn, like a physical one with like real people and like put it over. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's brutal. I, I have to imagine. Do you think there's any pure anime fans that have never? They're just like, oh no, nah, I've never seen that before. Well, they'll lie to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't until think you impossible. embrace your sexuality. There's it takes a long time, you know, to, yeah. to come clean about a lot of things. You're worried about what people are going to think of you. Yeah, yeah. I, hentai was the thing, and yeah. it was easier to find hentai than it was anime. A lot of times, as <laughs> it is with porn in general, it's porn industry is always at the cutting edge of all technology. Yeah. It's easier to find porn than it is to find some kind of video from like 1950 or something like that. It definitely was. Yeah. Definitely, especially in the early days of the internet, that porn was everywhere. <laughs> it was, there was no avoiding it. So my question to you though, Go is ahead. what, at what point, so do you think then, um, did anime in get to a point where it became more of this kind of niche thing where it was more like, you know, handing videotapes or when did it happen? Yeah. Like for you, was there like a period where you, it was like more difficult to get obtained because like for me, for instance, it was always kind of like this thing that it was mainly just shown in stuff, Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. And then if you got into the other stuff, you were just kind of like, this kid that was like out there you know what i mean right. like it wasn't like as we're fortunate enough now where i think it's a lot more socially acceptable the mall stores i think helped mm -hmm. with the spread of it uh it was definitely before that before there was like suncoast videos in the right. mall like the only other time you were getting it is there used to be a place on south street in philadelphia called japanimation oh wow okay so which is what you would get, people yeah. used to call anime mm -hmm. in you know before anime became a common term yeah, it was called Japanimation. It was on South Street, and he had just you know ripped VHSs of stuff, and you could buy stuff in there. Hmm. But it wasn't cheap. It was like twenty at the time. It was like twenty bucks a video, which wasn't cheap in the eighties. Yeah, that's where I first found out about like Ultraman Ace. I went down there to get Ultraman Hayata, right? And I ended up with Ultraman Ace. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. It was, it was, I believe it was dubbed in Malaysia. Okay, but it was Malaysian speaking English. Right. It's some of the best hilarious dubbing I've ever I've ever heard. Now was it like you had bought it accidentally, or was the guy there like, "Hey, if you like this shit?" No, no, no. He didn't. Out. He wasn't. Oh, okay. He wasn't uh, peddling to me. No, it was. It was just like I didn't know any better. I was you a just kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were like, okay. Well, I did, I couldn't. You know, this is a time before you had could just. That's type why it's in like hard to. Yeah, like where you, you had like, to trial and error. Yeah, you know, that's. Uh, I think it's the availability. There was availability, price, and there was no internet. So it made it a lot right. of, it was very niche. Either you knew about it or you didn't. And you want to talk about gatekeeping. Back then yeah. it was just like nobody wanted anybody to know the stuff you were into. So that's like a big difference. I, I, cause it, yeah, it had to be from like now. It's bad now, but I have to imagine it would. Old it would nerds yeah. are way worse than young nerds. Yeah. Way worse. They're, they will well actually you and everything. I believe it because like you said, they, there was no accessibility. It was no. like, and then these guys literally would like gatekeep these VHS tapes no, and stuff like that. You can't say it. 
<laughs> and you just couldn't see it then. Instead of just like spreading the word and getting more people involved right. and more opinions and everything. I have to imagine that that's why it took so long for anime to become a bigger and bigger thing is just the start of it is like that sort of gatekeeping. And also, you know, it's uh, big companies didn't see it as a moneymaker. They thought of it as kid stuff. Right. Animation in general is kid stuff. Yeah. Watch Ninja Scroll and tell me that's fucking kid stuff. Watch Acura and watch, tell me that's kid stuff. Wow. Yeah. And Acura is from the late 80s. Yeah. One of the most expensive films ever made. And they're going to say, oh, this is just for kids. Okay, sure. Because you didn't watch any of it. Yeah. Because you, your exposure to cartoons is Hanna-Barbera. Right. Yeah. No, that's very fair. That's how... But that's then we have, like, Americans now are. we have people that are just, like, slapping anime on everything just because it's animated. Yeah. Because it's influenced by something. We're seeing that with Netflix. They so now you think shows. we're getting like almost an opposite effect where now, now everyone, it's cool. Now it's cool to now be like, cool. this is an anime. Yeah. You're like, no, it's not. I mean, it helps. Like, Toonami was a big deal. It was a big reason why. I mean, I, I have huge lapses in my life where I didn't watch it. Yeah. Depending on, you know, where I was in life or what was going on, my money situation, you know, sure. where I was, access, accessibility. Yeah. Whether I had cable, where I didn't, you know. But Toonami was huge. Uh, I'm say, I guess early 2000s. You had Dragon Ball Z, you had Gundam Wing, Inuyasha, Inuyasha Yu Yu Hasha, remember, uh, yeah. Hakusho. Like those shows were, and most of them were shonen shows, but uh, I'm trying to think if there was any girl shows. I don't think Sailor Moon no, was on Toonami. I don't think it was. It was mostly targeted towards boys. The thing that was cool about Toonami, though, was because of when it was on, too. Yeah. And, you know, it was on it late at night. And so it was kind of like, it, boo. Yeah, it was yeah. like the cool thing yeah. to be into. Because you're like, yeah, like, Inuyasha's on at 2 a.m. And, like, I'm just going to stay up and watch right. it. Friday, I think it was on Friday nights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be like, all they would have, like, with these weird time slots. And then, you know, it, it was just like, yeah, like, it was a taboo thing. Like, only, like, cool people. Only the cool kids watch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to bed at 10? See you, limo. Right. <laughs> I mean, the big, the big, biggest show for me, and I've talked about it before, and of course I can only touch on it because we're, you're watching it mm -hmm. as it's happening is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. That was one that just completely transformed my perception of what anime was. It wasn't just shonen anymore. Right. You know, the first, the first three episodes I saw in the late nineties, but I didn't get to actually see it until the advent of something called the anime network, which was on Comcast. Okay. Yeah. So that was early two thousands. They had a streaming service where they would drop like three episodes a month mm -hmm. and then those episodes would start to fade out one at a time so they would just like show the same three over and over again for that it month. was on it was on demand oh it was on demand so you got oh the okay it. so i watched that i watched some pretty bad ones so i watched golden boy which is kind of it's like sexed up etchy one he's it sounds like one yeah, yeah he's cool. like going around banging girls right yeah okay just, yeah he's a golden boy yeah there was boobs in it though like it was just like you know it was still niche but yeah but that show was Neon Genesis Evangelion was the one that like that's the one that got you yeah got me back into it yeah because then Toonami started showing Cowboy Bebop they right. started creating shows that were targeted to a US audience so Car Cowboy Bebop Trigun yeah yeah they had a lot of like influential stuff um, you're right I mean it Toonami I think it did great for anime especially yeah. in the US there was nothing else beyond that yeah fully coolly first time I ever saw uh Furikuri, I was blown away by the entire. That's how all those shows are that yeah. were on that, though, because there was nothing else. You didn't have any barometer. Not right. that, to, not to take away from any of those shows, but to say like they, I know, uh, you know, with Trigun in particular for me uh, was the one that I was like, oh shit, it was like, action comedy. It was serious, but right. not too serious. Yeah, and, and it was like it really just blew me away. I mean, for me, I guess in like kind of, I had lapses after like 
I would say after high school, the big thing, the big two for me, which I feel for a lot of people, it's kind of the same way. I'm basically uh, kind of the basic bitch anime. I'm gonna, I, I got into Death Note, mm-hmm. and then I got into Attack on Titan. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of like what got me into where we are today, where then I started watching a lot more and kind of taking it a lot more serious, I guess. Yeah. Or at least kind of, yeah, seeing it in that light. Yeah, it's 2015. I always mark as like my get back into it. I was gone yeah. for years, didn't really watch anything, and then I just dove right in. Attack on Titan, Death Note, mm-hmm. Tokyo Ghoul, One Punch Man, uh, Mirai Nikki, Future Diary. Did you ever watch that? No, that's the one with the cell phone, though. You keep telling me to watch, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Magica, which is another one, which is a Magic Girl one, which like kind of changed the way Magic Girl was perceived. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was other stuff that was also dark, but that one was just like so pretty and artistically, it was just so much different than anything else. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it. It is interesting. I, I see it being a thing where it's going to be. I don't like. I hate saying mainstream, but it definitely seems to get, be getting to that point. Just the fact that there's so many available now, right? And it's Netflix and Amazon. You have these huge companies that are like the Netflix again. is literally hiring positions just for anime. Yeah. So like anime marketing, right? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like we're getting to that point now where it is being taken seriously as an actual medium that people can enjoy, and there's money in it. That's there's, why they're that's doing the it. reason yeah, why they care exactly. is because they realize how much money it is. What attracts you to anime in general? Like, what is the thing that keeps you watching? Uh, they, they, as a medium, it's one of the things that takes a lot more chances than most, um, especially when you take into account TV and, uh, unfortunately a lot of, uh, American movies, you know, they're very all one, they're basically all superhero movies right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. There are so with anime, so you get, many superhero movies. Yeah. It's like, come on, I get it. It makes money. You got to follow the money. Mm-hmm. But with anime, they, it's, it doesn't seem to be as much like that. There's definitely things that are, do get inspired by things that make money. And then, you know, more shows pop up. It's a guy. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, you do get these, these great charming shows that I don't think you would see on, uh, you know, live action television. I think it's, it's perceived by the West, not so much anymore, but as children's stuff, but there's adult themes. Yeah. There's consequences shows with consequences. It's not just slice of life. There right. are slice of life shows, but yeah. a lot of them have a storyline. The stories can end. They right. just completely end. It's this many episodes. It's over. Sarah's on mine. They're not, you know, uh, limited by, for the most part, budgetary restrictions. Right. You know, you can have these huge scenes that are happening. They don't have to worry about actors doing things. It's just like you had said, to your point, it sometimes it just ends. Yeah. And there's no, and that's it. And that's, I, that there's, there's something to that too, because not everything has to go on for 12 seasons no, and I mean, three movies. And, right. Some, uh, you know, one piece he can keep right now forever. It's right. open ended. Yeah. So once people are buying it, he sure. doesn't have to stop it. But what are you going to have an anime that's like the Simpsons? The Simpsons hasn't been really re- relevant in 20 years. That's a whole thing that, yeah, I do know that people who I've, you know, as with most people, I've watched Simpsons for a very long time and then just stopped. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, that's adult theme. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of American animation. That's like adult theme. I'm not talking about like that. The, what's his name? Um, Family Guy, McFarland, that fucking crap. Yeah. Like that shit ain't funny. I don't get nah. that. Yeah, Simpsons is probably the only one. I think you're right. Yeah. That, and but now it, uh, I guess 
South Park, yeah, maybe? Yeah, South Park. Yeah, weird those are probably the weird two yeah. that would stand out. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, like, I don't find any enjoyment in those. No. I think it's maybe because it's comedy, and a lot of times it misses with me. Right. Especially Simpsons these days, because it's just topical. Every episode's topical. The newer Simpsons, but, I mean, the older Simpsons. Older Simpsons is great. Some I, I was like, we went back and we watched all the uh, Treehouse of Horrors, and we got up to the point where you can see, it was an episode <laughs> with... Um, you could see the point where yeah it was an episode where Jerry Springer was in it and immediately I was like now I get why yeah. this show started to fall off they started throwing like live pop culture references into it and you're just like yeah, it's starting to get cheesy right yeah. yeah I mean it makes sense you can only write so much for so long right. original content and then you have to kind of rely on things that are happening in the real world one thing that American animation lacks that Japanese animation does really well is including sexuality as well into it mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about like horny shows right upskirts you know but expressing sexuality whether they do it positively or not it's still there there's yeah. attraction between characters male female yeah that's a really good point yeah. yeah that's i think that's the defining besides the violence and you know definitive death of some characters in some of these shows is the fact that there are relationships that happen hmm. and they're not just a side piece they're a mean thing depending on what the genre is right it could be a whole show dedicated to it right or it could be like attack on titan where you have like weird attractions between characters and they don't express it right Mm. i don't know i love anime i'm gonna keep on watching it i'm glad i'm back into it yeah no uh, this podcast has definitely helped with that yeah i think um forcing you to watch 23 shows less (laughs) so that's kind of the the nice thing about it though because it does it is getting me into things that i don't think i normally would have gotten into on my own right i wouldn't be a shoujo such a big show if it wasn't for us for it yeah wow i mean i would have started i mean i watched some shoujo but right now i'm that's all i want to watch right yeah no yeah yeah well, I think I've passed it on to my child, so that's a good thing. Do you think so? Yeah, I got her watching early on, and she doesn't watch as much anymore. And uh, I don't know why, but um, I think maybe it's an it's ebb and an flow thing. thing it though. is. Like we were saying, like with all my hobbies, I have a million of them. But with anime, it was the same thing. Video games, even reading, you know, movies. I go in and out of things. Right. So there's a period of time in my life where, you know, I play video games nonstop and there's been periods where I can identify my life where I didn't touch a video game for three years. Yeah. You know, it's just I only like, buy them. I only play them if they're on sale. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> anime is very much a, kind of the same way. Reading is a big thing. And so maybe that is, uh, yeah, that's how it is for her. Maybe. Yeah. Just maybe she'll catch up. Yeah. It's, and it's sometimes like I had started to get my brother into it because, um, he has been hesitant. There's always this like weird hesitation I find with some people. Uh, I don't really know why. A lot of it has to do with the foreign aspect of it, I think. It could be. Maybe subtitles. I'm hoping that that kind of goes away as it becomes more and more mainstream. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, he's, he's been relenting a little bit and watching some shows. He's watching uh, Evangelion with me, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My brother is... Uh, he's... N- never really been a big fan of it, and, mm. but he watches Inuyasha nonstop. Over really? And over yeah, he'll watch it again and again and again. See, I think it's just what, there's something for everybody. Yeah, and sure there is. I Even have, if it's just like one thing. I mean, like some people still watch The Office over and right, over again, yeah. which I've never got. I mean, whatever. Sure. To each his own. It's just not for you. It's not a type of humor. You know, some somebody's going to find this thing or that yeah. thing, and they're just going to watch it over and over again. You don't have to like everything. No, you can like one thing and love it, and that's fine. But mm. there, I think that there is something for everybody in anime. Yes. 
age doesn't matter. I'm an example at all. Yeah. No, that's enjoy it. No matter what age you are. Yeah. Jim is 92 years old. I am 1 million. (laughs) He is. He's timeless. I am. I'm when he uh, puts his age. It's just the uh, Dr. Stone. I'm 10 million (laughs) percent. Yeah. 10 million percent. Fuck off. (laughs) So that's, that's a little bit about us and about our history and about why we love anime so much. Yeah. 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 I think that was, uh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was a good conversation. It was, um, Anything else to add? No, not really. Watch anime. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But you know what? Uh, do yourself a favor. Try and get out of your comfort zone because I historically in my life has always watched shonen stuff. And then I kind of started watching more different things that I honestly didn't think that I would be into. Right. And uh, I ended up being into them. So it's like you might not even think it by reading a description or watching a trailer. But, you know. If people are telling you to watch it, or even if something seems interesting, give it a shot. Why not? Give it a shot. I mean, like, how many episodes of a show do you watch, and sometimes you find one, and you're just like, uh, I don't really like this episode. All Stick right. with it for a little bit. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, give not it a every show is 100%. Yeah. Some of them are very good, and not some of them are excellent, and some of them aren't good. Yeah. Just like all TV. Exactly. All right. Next week, we are going to review... Violet Evergarden. We're mm-hmm. going to do this because of the Kyoto Animation Fire. So uh, hopefully you'll watch along with us or listen along with us and uh, we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I've never yeah. watched it. so I have, but I'm willing to watch it again. But I guess when this episode's coming out, I'm probably halfway through. So right. that might be a lie. I will not be halfway through. You will not. I think I'm going to be coming back from the beach and just binging it on like Saturday You'll be all night, sunburned. Saturday into Sunday. And the air conditioner will be. Yeah, man, I put skin. that sunblock on, man. I'm 40, 50 SPF. I can't. I just burn. It doesn't even matter with the sunblock. Just my peaks burn. My just, forehead. Yeah. My big old five head burns. That's it. Yeah. You know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. And of course, my, my foreskin because it's new to speech. <laughs> Stop. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Send us questions and requests. Our email is nutaku2019 at gmail.com, and we'll talk about them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And please subscribe and share. This was a good talk. I had fun. Uh, Yeah, I did, I guess. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. It was good. I enjoyed myself. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Frank. And sayonara. Sayonara.